Hi guys, welcome back to the Nourished Woman podcast. I am so excited to share that I have my first guest on today and it is my best friend and colleague Rachel Kalmar of Livia Wellness. You'll learn more about her on the podcast but I just wanted to do a quick intro because we actually recorded this episode last fall sometime so it's been quite a few months since we recorded it and I just wanted to come on and do a little intro because at that point I didn't even have a name for my podcast or anything. So I really hope you guys enjoy this show. Rachel is a wealth of knowledge and she shares tons of great information and advice in there. So I hope you enjoy the show. If you have any feedback or you'd like to leave a rating review, I would so appreciate that. If you have any topics, questions, or guests you'd like to see, I'd also love to hear that too. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the show and I'll see you next episode. Today I have my best friend Rachel on, who is a fellow holistic nutritionist who specializes in pain management. Thank you very much for having me, Gabby. Of course. Uh, We'd love to hear a little background on your story and kind of how you got here. So I have quite a lengthy story, so I won't go into too much detail, but essentially I lived a very high stress life um, in terms of making sure that I met certain achievements at school and always having to be the best. I ended up getting super sick. I had chronic widespread pain for a very long time. I was passed from doctor to doctor. No one knew really what was going on. And eventually I got a likelihood diagnosis of an autoimmune condition, which pretty much changed everything. Um, On top of the fact that my dad suffers from ulcerative colitis, it was um, a good way for me to really dive into natural healing for the both of us. So I remember looking up where I could do community classes for figuring out ways that I could heal both of us naturally, and I stumbled upon the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, and that's where my journey really began in terms of becoming a nutritionist and wanting to help others the best that I can. That's awesome. I feel like from what I've seen personally and experienced, the people that have gone through it themselves help people the most. I think everyone has a story. Like if you talk about, talk to every nutritionist that we have either gone to school with or come into contact with, everyone's like, I came because of a personal story or Mm -hmm. I came because someone I know is suffering from someone or from something. And it's just been, it's just like a spiraling effect of people wanting to help people, which is really nice. And Mm -hmm. it's such a great community of like like like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so to begin, I know that we had someone wondering about AIP, which I actually, once I was diagnosed with my disease, um, is something that I tried in order to help heal my own body. So we know that AIP stands for the autoimmune protocol, the autoimmune paleo protocol, And it's a very, very strict elimination diet with the goal of focusing on really nutrient-dense foods and healing the gut and ensuring that we're taking certain lifestyle measures to calm the body down and take it out of such a high-stress attacking state, Mm -hmm. I guess we can say. Um, It's really hard to shop and buy things it's you're restricting a very lengthy list of nuts and seeds and grains and coffee and chocolate which are like my two favorites Mm -hmm. I remember doing it and having to cut out all of my actual addictions all at once and it was it was it was so hard I 
I felt like a withdrawal the first couple of days, especially because I'm not anymore a huge coffee drinker, but I very much have my espresso every morning and I love it. Nut butters with breakfast um, or as a snack, gum, all that was gone because you're getting rid of refined sugar, grains, everything. and that's a lot. (laughs) It's shocking. So when you tell a client who's suffering from an autoimmune condition that they should try AIP, and they're like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, listen, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's really tough and it takes a lot of power. And if you can't dive into it like wholeheartedly right away, let's do one thing at a time, whether mm-hmm. it's gluten or dairy, let's cut those two out. And then let's move on to the grains and let's move on to coffee. Like just easing them into it because that's if that's a way that someone's going to be able to maintain it and be compliant I think that that's the most important which is Mm -hmm. something we were talking about earlier today is compliance Mm -hmm. and how do we get clients to stick to protocols and what do we do when we feel badly that they're not they're not following it or getting results yeah Mm -hmm. like how do we navigate that yeah in any event um I think the important thing to note about AIP is really the gut healing because mm-hmm. we know that most autoimmune conditions stem from a leaky gut mm-hmm. um, and there are so many foods that contribute to separating the tight junctions of the gut lining and killing those cells that line the gut mm-hmm. and when we remove them and we give the body time to heal we'll notice inflammation is decreasing and um, really that our symptoms start to slowly subside, which, I mean, who wouldn't want that? Like, that's, Yeah, that's the end goal. I know that I found that when I started pretty quickly, I'm saying like within two weeks, which is really quick, and I wasn't on any supplementation, maybe besides a probiotic and a multi, which is very basic. Mm-hmm. My pain was virtually gone. Wow. Yeah. In two weeks? Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. It was very quick for me. I have a lot of work and still have a lot of work to do in terms of my gut health. But Mm -hmm. I do know that removing certain foods like nightshades, which are tomato, potato, pepper, eggplant. Once I removed those, I removed coffee, chocolate, gum, like all those Mm -hmm. things that I was eating all of the time. Mm -hmm. It was a super quick Wow. And what were you eating before? Like, were you eating gluten-free before or anything like that? Or was it like a very drastic change for you? I had been gluten-free and dairy-free prior to that. Okay. Um, I believe it had been a couple years prior to that because I know now it's been like at least six years since I've had gluten and dairy. Mm -hmm. Those are my two super non-negotiables. Yeah. (laughs) Like I... It's not an option. (laughs) No, those are just... No, I can't. Um... So prior to that was, yeah, just mainly my coffee, um, the nut butter. Chocolate. Chocolate. And, well, it's dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the good stuff. The good stuff. Like Guinea or chocolate salt, which is literally yeah. like the good stuff. Yeah, the best. Um, and probably like a lot of quinoa. I don't even really think I had too much in terms of grains, but... Again, I was having like a lot of eggplant and tomatoes and actual potato. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it was really what my body needed to have a kickstart to be 
able to go through a day and not feel like mm-hmm. another body part was really hurting me. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, like, mm-hmm. hearing that story. Because you always hear all these protocols and like, they're super restrictive and blah, blah, blah. But when you hear, like, you get results that fast and, like, that much relief, like, that's crazy. I have and had a lot of gut issues. And I remember specifically I had started that protocol not to mention it's not a weight loss protocol but I lost a lot of weight and I think it's because I was getting rid of a lot of inflammation in the body mm-hmm. um I remember specifically going to an event with my dad and I actually called the kitchen and I said I'm on a very strict protocol because it's hard to navigate going to a restaurant how do you have a life so mm-hmm. I actually called them and I brought my own food and he was like well do you want me to plate it for you like how do you want me to do this and I was like sure like that would be great because then everyone gets their food and I get mine too and I don't feel so much left out yeah and it was one of the first times I went to an event and I was like I don't feel bloated and I don't feel this and I don't feel Mm -hmm. that like I could just enjoy my night and I was actually I kept mentioning to my dad like I'm look I'm eating and like yeah you're enjoying the event I don't look like I'm six months pregnant (laughs) (laughs) which is like a common thing yeah I've backtracked a little bit and that's obviously like I'm not following AIP anymore it's it's really it's tough like Mm -hmm. and I commend anyone that does it and honestly it's not supposed to be a lifelong... I was just going to ask, like, yeah. so normally you're on it for a set amount of time and then do people start to introduce, like, foods one at a time and then just kind of see how they react to it? Kind of like an elimination diet, I'm assuming? Yeah, so I think it could be different also depending on... The, everyone is so different. Mm-hmm. I know people, there are people who do it for 30 days and then they can't do it anymore, but in terms of reintroducing, there is a way to do it. There's a lot of really great resources online, the Paleo Mom being one of them. Um, unbound wellness being another and they tell you which foods you should start with first but you have to give at least three days before you introduce another food because you can have a reaction up to 72 hours later and if you're doing foods a different food every day and you start feeling Mm -hmm. like crap again let's say the following week well you have no idea which food it was that's causing that so you really want to introduce foods one at a time and super slow. Like, there's no rush. If you want to hang on to feeling really good, you're really going to want to attack it properly and mm-hmm. make sure that things are happening slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually you'll want... Also, too, like, once the gut lining is starting to heal and and become more on the permea- permeable side, um, you won't be reacting to as many foods as it is. Which is another goal of the diet. Once you once you introduce normal foods that you're eating yeah. every day, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically it's just really a, a protocol emphasizing getting as many, many nutrient-dense foods as you can, like organ meats, seaweeds, all those mm-hmm. types of foods. Making sure you have sufficient sleep so that the body can heal. Mm-hmm. Um, incorporating proper lifestyle management techniques for stress, whether it's meditation or yoga or... Everyone has their own thing, mm-hmm. walking, journaling. Yeah. But it's really a, a holistic approach to healing. I like that because yeah. a lot of these like diets or plans or whatever, mostly are just food oriented where mm-hmm. we know as a holistic nutritionist that it's it's everything. There are so many components to healing. Yeah. yeah. Like you could be eating these super clean, nutrient dense foods. With or taking all the probiotics yeah. or supplements. That but you then want. if you're so stressed when you're eating your meal, you're not going to digest that. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you inhale it like me, I'm not a very good example. 
Um, I think another question that we were asked was resolving inflammation naturally, which mm-hmm. is another really great topic. Um, I, I like to focus my practice on targeting inflammation. I do find that that's the root for a lot of disease, especially pain. Um, gut as well, so I do a lot of gut healing with my clients, but definitely targeting the inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to note that when it comes to inflammation, that's a natural process of the body, and it's a very important mechanism for healing. Without it, we don't heal. So with inflammation, you get that redness and you get that heat because we've brought that blood flow back to the body and like Mm -hmm. to that injured area and we can't heal it without the blood flow. Mm -hmm. The problem we have is when we don't resolve it and that acute inflammation becomes chronic and it lingers and you have all those pro-inflammatory molecules lingering throughout the body and we end up with chronic diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or honestly there's a cardiovascular disease like any probably every disease connected to inflammation yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um so if we want to resolve it naturally there are certain supplements that we can take fish oil being one of them and actually something really cool that i just learned i always knew in um fish oils were really great as an anti-inflammatory in terms of navigating down the pathway towards anti-inflammatory molecules. I didn't truly understand why. So we have something called SPMs, which are Specialized Pro-Resolving Mediators. And what they do is once we have addressed the acute inflammation, they come in There's a group of them, and they're all derived from omega-3 fatty acids. One of them is derived from arachidonic acid, which is omega-6. And they come in, and they pretty much, in simple terms, is they down-regulate that process. They shut it down, and and they ensure that we're not getting into that chronic state, which, again, like that's really the key. That's what Mm -hmm. we want if our bodies can't do it on their own. So fish oils are a super, That's really super, cool. yeah, I know. I literally looked it up. I always, like, like I said, I always knew that they were. That it helps with inflammation. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was something I'd put on clients' protocols. I take it. Yeah. Um, my dad takes it. And for more than just inflammation, there are a lot of other benefits mm-hmm. for fish oils. But um, when I did research and I was like, oh, wait, that actually makes a lot more sense now. It and does. I can explain it. And yeah. I, <laughs> There's all the science. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, making sure that everyone can understand it. Yeah, break it down. Yeah. The other um, really important spice I like to put in my clients' protocols, especially if there's a lot of joint pain, um, turmeric. So the active component of turmeric are curcuminoids. Mm -hmm. um, And they help shut off the genes that are related to inflammation, they can actually block those molecules. And again, very, very potent anti-inflammatory. I know a lot of people have success with it, but then there are those people who say to me, well, instead of taking a supplement, can I just add turmeric to my food? Mm -hmm. My answer is always no. (laughs) 
Um, unfortunately, in terms of dosage and absorption and actually allowing it to stay in the body for a certain period of time before we ex- not necessarily excrete it, but metabolize it. It's not long enough. It's not strong enough at the end of the day. That's one of the ones that's really important to supplement with. Mm-hmm. If you're getting enough omega-3s in your diet, like fish, um, I guess at least, I would say, three times a week, maybe. But again, you're running into the how much of it are you absorbing and right. utilizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say it's important to at least have those key supplements in your diet. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take 800 but no. I do think like there are some key. So yeah, yeah, two of those definitely curcumin and definitely. Would you say if for someone who's dealing with like a lot of really bad chronic inflammation right now, to supplement with turmeric, and then if down the line they it improves and they're kind of like maintaining, do you think they could just add it into their food and that's kind of like a good maintenance sort of way to get it in or? Like in terms of turmeric. Yeah. I like once they've got that the bulk of the inflammation down. Honestly, personally, I. St- I still don't think that it's... Doing anything? It's it's doing something. I just don't think that it's enough. You're... How much... Really, how much are you... going to have a day in a day. And how much are you putting in your food? It's powerful. Mm -hmm. You don't... Like, Mm -hmm. I'm... Unless you're taking, like, shots of it. Exactly. And it's in a juice. And even then, still, you're relying on your stomach for absorption. And if you've got a um, compromised gut, which Mm -hmm. I think most people do, they just don't necessarily know but if you're consuming dairy and gluten you definitely have a compromised gut Mm -hmm. um you're not absorbing all of it anyways Mm -hmm. so i do think it's important to supplement maybe we can start to change the supplements and gear it towards something else Mm -hmm. um i.e gut health if you don't want to take too much then you want to eliminate some of them once we've gotten some of that inflammation down we can start to really target the gut Mm -hmm. and make sure that we're not allowing those pro-inflammatory molecules to enter the bloodstream anyways mm-hmm. through leaky gut that's kind of how i that's I your thought process it. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and again every practitioner is going to do things differently not one person is going to practice the same mm-hmm. um and it's not wrong exactly yeah and also every person is different it's bio individuality right we all respond differently i could have a client who does really great with the turmeric and i have a client who doesn't really notice a difference and mm-hmm. that's okay yeah I heard um, of someone who takes magnesium, which is good for calming the nervous system. Mm-hmm. I take it before bed. I know you take it before bed. Yeah. Um, and they get wired from it. Wow. And it just goes to show everyone is, is super different. Yeah. And- Everything impacts each person differently. So it's so hard to, it's so hard to, to tell what's going to happen or you really just, it's like you have to just try it out and see how it works for your, your lifestyle or your needs. Right. And it changes too. Exactly. And I always say to people too that you didn't get here overnight. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to think that we're going to see rapid improvements overnight. Supplements do take longer, definitely much longer than a drug. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to absorb them. The body has to figure out how to utilize them. and, and, And then the body has to respond, right? Right. So... It, and and healing's in layers. We're going to be peeling back a lot of layers. So whether we target inflammation and then we target the gut or we target gut and then we target inflammation. And then who, who there could be other things that pop up as we're trying to bring the body back into homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important to note not to be frustrated and that 
Mm-hmm. It, it really is a journey. My dad likes to say it's the road less traveled and you just have to push through. And, and if you find the right practitioner, we're all here to support you. And that is our, that's our, our goal is for you to feel as great as possible mm-hmm. and to support you on that journey because we know that it's tumultuous and we know that it, it, it's taxing, but it's so worth it. And like all I want is for my clients to feel like they're on top of the world. I've been there. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes me want it for my clients so badly. It makes a difference when you've been there and you've been through it and you've come up the other side and then people can see that. And you can even tell just from you talking, like compared to somebody else who hasn't been through it and they're just talking about inflammation, talking about this, like it's one thing. But when you hear it from someone who's actually been through it, it's totally different. Yeah. And I, I like that my clients can feel like they can relate to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to feel like they can trust me and I want them to know that I know what it's like and I want, really, I truly want nothing more for them than to feel great yeah. and to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So it's important for me and building that relationship with them is also important for me and I just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, it's like I, it, it excites me. It's what I'm passionate about. I love that. Yeah. I can feel it just, <laughs> just from you talking. <laughs> it's flowing. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out of you. <laughs> All right. So the next question that we had from someone was, what would you recommend to someone who is lacking energy on a daily basis? I think that's a tough one to unpack. Mm-hmm. There are so many contributing factors. I know, yeah. Gabby, we talked about that really just before. Um, when someone tells me they're lacking energy, honestly, my first question is, well, how many coffees do you have a day? Um, I know we can also ask how well is your sleep? And usually if Mm -hmm. you're sleeping poorly, we're drinking more coffee and it just goes to, to lead me to believe that we're looking at an adrenal picture most often, especially Mm -hmm. if we're in a stressed out state. Yeah. But as the hormone expert that you are, I also know that something you look at and I would also ask is, are you on the pill? Have you been on the pill? Because we know that the pill depletes your B vitamins for a lifetime. Am I right? Yeah. And magnesium. So, and those are like energy nutrients, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, especially magnesium supports the adrenal glands. Yeah. Like, and, that's and they food also, for the adrenals. And vitamin C as well, which is also for the adrenals. Yeah. So, it's crazy that the pill is depleting all these nutrients that are for energy, for fertility, for adrenals. And then we wonder why majority of us are stressed out, tired. We just don't run have the down. resilience. No. And yeah. we think it's normal that, like, oh, we're supposed to be run down and tired. It's just life. And we're aging. We, we're, we have jobs. Yeah, we, we have, have kids. Yeah. We have this and that. It's like, that's not normal, though. Yeah. Like, you know, we. Sh- I know it's tiring to take care of kids and dogs and have a job and everything, but, like, we shouldn't be that run down where we're, like, literally exhausted and living off of coffee. Like, we shouldn't... I think coffee should be enjoyed, but shouldn't be something that we depend on daily, right? I've made it um, a goal of mine that I stick to now really closely mm-hmm. um if I'm gonna have coffee a it's gonna be espresso because there's a big misconception it is lower in caffeine than actual drip coffee yeah and I'm having it in the morning and that's it so it's yeah. out of my system come bedtime I'm not sipping on it throughout the day mm-hmm. I now need to make major changes coming Monday <laughs> um which will sadly no longer allow me to have caffeine but it's okay we all have our phases and our yeah. our journeys mm-hmm. um but 
if you're gonna enjoy it like Gabby said like enjoy it but let's not overdo it and over consume it because when we get to that point Mm -hmm. you're killing yourself yeah and you're feeling the effects of it and what you don't realize is also that coffee is actually making you more tired it's causing you to crash whereas if you Mm -hmm. had something like matcha Mm -hmm. which is a very potent antioxidant but it actually doesn't cause your blood sugar levels to rise and fall so mm-hmm. so hard, so you're not crashing at yeah. the end of it. It's going to give you like a sustained source of energy throughout the day. Same with if you added something like an MCT oil to it too, especially mm-hmm. since that's brain food and the, the brain can utilize that energy right away. That's a much more effective drink to have if you're feeling run down mm-hmm. without putting too much stress on the adrenal glands um, yeah. and causing those crashes throughout the day where you're just having to constantly grab for three, four coffees or yeah. whatever the case may yeah. be. Yeah, you're just drinking it all day. Yeah. Yeah, then it's just it's still in your system and then you can't sleep and you're wired and tired. And, and it's a it's cycle. A vicious, yeah, you're yeah. just like you're stuck in that vicious cycle you can't get out of. I mean, I'm guilty of it. Last night I actually mm-hmm. had trouble falling asleep mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, it's okay. I'll have my espresso in the morning and I'll make it through <laughs> like the your day. I know. And I'm like, okay, it's okay, Rachel. You can, you can go to bed now. <laughs> no. No. It's so funny. I don't drink coffee daily. I do have it like once in a while, very rarely. But the one day you got me an espresso when I met you in Guelph and I was actually fine when I had that. It's so funny because we always think espresso is like so strong and crazy, but it actually has less caffeine, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I find um, it was like when I was in Europe, their coffee that they have is always espresso. If you order coffee, it's a little tiny cup and then you enjoy it and it's done. It's not like these venti caramel macchiatos with four shots of this and all the sugar all the sugar yeah all the milk yeah everything. so i think that we just have to also change a society sort of like how we enjoy things like what you said just truly enjoy this one thing and then that's it you don't have to gorge on it all day and have five cups yeah it's important to have a treat and mm-hmm. i think it's a it, it really is okay like you said yeah. to have a treat mm-hmm. um it's not a life sentence we're not in jail i think no. if you have certain health conditions that require you to super stay away from these things because of yeah. let's say autoimmunity and we're affecting our antibodies which is detrimental for our health yes yeah. find other treats that are gonna work better for you but mm-hmm. if you're not one of those people but you are struggling because you're super tired mm-hmm. um enjoying that one latte maybe once a week or mm-hmm. twice a week that's not terrible yeah but having four a day isn't ideal either even honestly two a day is a lot yeah i think one's probably like sufficient and i would honestly do it in the morning because Mm -hmm. coffee has a very long half-life stays in the bloodstream for a long time and the later you have it like i would honestly never do it after two o'clock oh definitely not my sister had one at 11 she never drinks coffee she had one at 11 and she was literally up at nine o'clock she was like i'm wired yeah and i'm like yeah it's crazy and I, i also was researching in that women have um, takes longer for us to actually metabolize, metabolize coffee. Yeah. So, cause my boyfriend would drink like in a couple cups in the afternoon and he would go to bed in like two hours later. And I'm like, how can you do that? That's also liver detoxification. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's so many <laughs> layers. Can of worms. Yeah. There's so many layers. There's like men and women and then yeah. there's like you Other know, factors your liver health. Yeah. Certain things for yeah, sure. Definitely. There's so many layers to it, but I feel like we answered the two questions cause there was the question about hormonal imbalance and can you drink coffee with that as well? Um, no, I think she asked decaf coffee. Oh, decaf coffee, right? Which right, right. we can unpack now, anyways. Yeah, yeah. This all ties together. I decaf. It's there is still some caffeine. Yeah. 
Um, it's a very big misconception where mm-hmm. I hear people saying all the time, I'm having decaf coffee. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's way less caffeine, but there's definitely caffeine. caffeine. Um, and the later you have it, it's still I, affecting yeah. you. And the, and the quality too, right? Because there's two different ways to process decaf coffee. There's like a chemically involved process and there's Swiss water processing i think it's called i don't even know what that is. yeah so swiss water processing is the ideal one it doesn't use a lot of chemicals or whatever it is but certain types will use a lot of chemicals to take out the caffeine so we don't we don't want to ideally pick that one obviously because they're going to add more chemicals and we know that chemicals can be endocrine disruptors that will affect our hormones so your decaf coffee that you think is not affecting your hormones can in that way also if it's non-organic and it's has mold Coffee, what is it? Coffee and chocolate, mm-hmm. two of the most highly, highly processed, G- is it GMO crops? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Like, very dirty. Yeah, a lot of pesticides, yeah. a lot of chemicals. And you're, and you're putting that into your body. That And that's, like, very potent, if you think about it. You're literally steeping it in this cup, small mug of water, and you're yeah. drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> With no fiber. It's not like you're eating it as, like, a fruit or vegetable where there's the fiber and all the other stuff that's going to be digested. Which I think, again, plays into where if you want to do it better, Mm -hmm. you can add a fat into it. Yeah. Add collagen. Yeah. Collagen. um, You can add a creamer if it's a dairy-free creamer. Like coconut, coconut milk, Mm -hmm. coconut oil, MCT oil. MCT oil. Yeah. If you're going to do it, we should do it so that our body can utilize it the best way that it can. Yeah. There is a drink um, called dandy blend Mm -hmm. it's a gluten-free alternative but honestly it tastes exactly like coffee so for those of you who aren't necessarily addicted to the caffeine of coffee but more so you can't help but want the taste of coffee Mm -hmm. that is a phenomenal option it you seriously can't i I drink it every day yeah (laughs) and i drink it and i i'm like I was really skeptical at first, and I was like, whoa, yeah, this is actually it's, a thing. It's good. I know. That was what, honestly, I went through so many phases of being off of coffee and on coffee, especially <laughs> especially in school. Like, I was in the 401 drinking my coffee at, like, 7 in the morning, and I was, like, jittery and anxious. My heart was racing, and I'm like, okay, I can't be doing this I wonder day. if you put a fat in it, though, if you'd feel different. No, I would make bulletproof ones. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is better for me. And then I'd be like, Gabby, like, you need to listen to your body. If you're yeah. literally getting so anxious, and your heart's racing, and jittery, and yeah. on edge, no like, more. I can't do that. Yeah. So then Dandy Blend is how I was able to get off coffee. And now I don't, like, if I do have a coffee or an Americano or espresso, like, I just truly enjoy it. Yes. And I, and I don't need it for the caffeine. Yes, which yeah. we're going to do after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to say there was a time where I tried actually using coconut butter in my espresso. Ooh. And I would whip it into, like, a latte so with good. collagen. So I was really getting, I wasn't getting that really intense um, burst from the caffeine. Mm. It was way more steady in terms of managing my blood sugar levels. Yeah. Honestly, though, really good. It was really good. That would be really good. Yeah, it was tasty. Mm. It was thick. It was frothy. It was like a latte. But I knew that it was... My body was utilizing that energy much more efficiently. Than you can just feel having. the difference. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I know. It's crazy. And it, again, it also so it matters the type of coffee that you're drinking. It matters when you're drinking it. Like we said, if you have it late in the day, that's going to mess with your sleep and your energy. 
Um, and then it depends how you're drinking it, like we said. So you want to optimize it. Use collagen. Use all that. Don't if you're going to Tim Hortons and getting you know double cream, double sugar. Double, double, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that's really not ideal because it's not high quality dairy. It's sugar. And I know that a lot of companies have come out with dairy-free alternatives. Mm -hmm. But it's important to be wary of the quality of their dairy-free alternatives too. So yes, it's great. But if you look at the coconut milk that Starbucks is using, Mm -hmm. I'm sure the almond milk too. I just, I I didn't check it. Mm -hmm. Sugar is, I don't know if it's the third ingredient, whatever it is, it's up there. Yeah. Um, and also, look how lengthy that ingredient list is. It's insane. And yeah. you cannot pronounce half of those ingredients. And I oh. always say, I say, I preach this to my sister day in and day out. If you cannot pronounce it, mm-hmm. it should not be in your body. No. Yeah. There are companies like um, Milko, I think it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe the Simple Kitchen uses them. Um, right. And... From my understanding, it's literally just nuts. Yeah. Nuts Another one that's really good is... Um, nut Pod. Is it Nut Pod? I've heard Nut Pod's really good. And there's a juice company. I forget what it's called. Uh, I forget. I can't know. And there's one more. I know exactly. I can picture it. It has all the nuts on the front of it. Yeah. Anyways, there you, ideally, you ideally want just like water, your nuts, nuts. and maybe like a vanilla, date, yeah. date, maple syrup, sea salt. Needless to say, it's so easy to make at home if you yeah. have time... Like you can, I've done it where I actually haven't soaked my nuts and it was still fine, but Mm -hmm. you can take your nuts with your water, add a date, Mm -hmm. add, or if you don't want a date, you could do like vanilla extract, some Mm -hmm. salt, um, cinnamon, and you can make your own, you strain it and you can put it in a mason jar and keep it and even bring it with you when you go to Tim Hortons or like Starbucks in the morning. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. just... Plop it in yourself. Or put it in your your travel mug already Mm -hmm. and just hand them the thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There are a lot of ways to get around it. You just have to be open-minded and willing to take the extra steps. And I know I'm guilty of it. Like, you get lazy and you don't always remember. You're not always as mindful of those things if you have a busy morning. But we're just putting the ideas out there that it is possible. And if Mm -hmm. you do want to continue to have it, then we should be doing it in a way that we're not affecting our body as terribly as we can possibly be yeah I agree I think there's always better ways to do things and I mean it matters what you're doing every day the most if you do it once in a while and you want to go get your treat with whatever it is that's fine agreed yeah but if every day you're having this coffee that's packed with sugar and not so good ingredients yeah that's going to impact you agreed (laughs) (laughs) Um, the next question that we had was regarding acne and kind of where where to start with that and maybe possible areas of root causes to look at. Everyone is so different. And I could say that about everything, um, but especially acne. Mm-hmm. We understand that acne is a form of inflammation just in the skin. So again, taking those omegas and really targeting inflammation is a great way to start. But... You do have to look at your diet. And if you're consuming allergens and things that are promoting inflammation in the body, I'm going to go back again and again to leaky gut and and gut integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, It will affect your skin because things are going to pop up in the skin. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it could be a hormonal thing. We could have a zinc deficiency because we know that it inhibits 
the enzyme responsible for um, zi- um oh my god are you thinking of testosterone yes yeah. thank you for kind of I think it's DHT mo- yeah for yeah. managing that so we don't yeah. have excessive amounts yeah. um so like yeah there are a lot of a lot of things with regards to acne but mm-hmm. in terms of I guess looking at it in a broad way and just giving like a couple tips I would definitely start with taking out gluten dairy mm-hmm. like really see I know it seems hard but I think that that would make a really big impact. Take out one at a time and see how you feel and see what happens to your skin and you're going to notice it's going to end up much clearer. Take out refined garbage from your diet, like all these things. Yeah. It's like everything. They impact your di- your health one way or another, whether mm-hmm. it's gut function or skin or hormones or mm-hmm. adrenal glands. They all have a corresponding... They, they all have similar starts. I know that you're very much into hormones, so I'm sure you have other reasons mm-hmm. as to why acne can happen. But from my perspective, um, in an in inflammation side of mm-hmm. things, that's where I would yeah. focus my attention. Yeah. I was going to say taking out processed foods, refined sugar, and vegetable oils is like probably the number one thing. And I know that that's hard because a lot of processed foods have them, which is really difficult because even the cleaner like organic brands use all these vegetable oils, which can be hard because I know a lot of people are busy and they want like easy pre-made things. But once we start to kind of eliminate all of those and just focus on whole foods, making things at home with, you know, olive oil, coconut oil, ghee or butter, like that's where we want to go. We want to go back to the basics. So I always say like eliminating those big things first and then see where you go from there. Uh, Nutrient deficiencies are always a huge issue too, like you were saying with zinc and um stress i would say stress is probably another one too because that's going to contribute to inflammation um i'm trying to think of what else i would really focus on liver health as well that's a huge one too especially detoxification yeah Yeah. because that's your body's pathway of elimination right so if it's not coming out through if you have poor gut health poor liver health your body can't eliminate it's going to come out through through the skin skin. Yeah. yeah So liver is definitely something I would look at, especially if you've been on medications in the past. If you've been on the pill, that's going to be hard on your liver. And same with if you're a very angry person and hold on a lot of things, I find that that's rooted in the liver as well and kind of like an energetic level. And I actually was dealing with that when I was younger. I used to have a lot of anger and a lot of issues with that. And then I was starting to learn like, okay, I have a lot of signs of liver issues, especially being on the pill and Accutane in the past and I was like wow this is really all connected so it's very interesting to see how as from a holistic perspective how our mood our energy our thoughts all connect even with just like organs in the body yeah so it's very cool but but yeah I would definitely take a look at the gut the liver you know what you're eating every single day that's that's what's the building blocks of Mm -hmm. of your skin of your cells Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely I definitely agree and like we said, it really is dependent on each individual. Yeah. Everyone got to where they are differently. It's about mm-hmm. finding how they got to where they are. Yeah. And the road they travel down. And then backtracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And perhaps you can like pinpoint a time in your life where you noticed it got worse. And that could be a way for your practitioner to help uncover why and how you got yeah you so got it was like there. a trigger or that yeah or like what did that medication do to you that mm-hmm. maybe de- depleted this one nutrient maybe that's the one nutrient that you need yeah. more of i would honestly even keep a food log and if you notice mm-hmm. that 
you're eating certain things, you're having flare-ups and you're matching it to certain foods and you mm-hmm. can try and eliminate those foods and see if it helps with your skin health yeah. too. That's, yeah. it could be and an same with your Same with your cycles too. If you notice that you're always getting a breakout like the day before your period or, you know, if it's like a cycle thing, then, then you, you know can try to hormones. look at hormones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you consider that an estrogen dominance picture? Probably, yeah. An imbalance between estrogen, estrogen and, and progesterone. progesterone. So you could have normal estrogen, but you could have really low progesterone. Right. So it could be one of those. But then again, with the when I say a hormonal thing, then usually the hormonal thing is rooted in something else, more gut health or stress or liver adrenals. health, adrenals. Yeah. 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 So that's, and I feel like usually with progesterone, it's usually adrenals, inflammation, stress. Fun fact, I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's never ending. Yeah. Well, it will be stuff. ending. There's hope. Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> there is. Every, but, like I said, everyone goes down their own journey. And yeah. It's not one thing for me. It's definitely another. But I think yeah. ultimately maybe it's because I never really uncovered the root cause of my so problems. So you're getting to it. Yeah, yeah. Slowly. I'm unpeeling that onion. Yeah. You're getting to the core. Taking a long time. But <laughs> I finally think I know exactly what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Adrenal glands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm good you're getting there yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly one day at a time I think that's good to share too because every people need to know that that like it's there's always we're always learning and we're always changing and like yeah like I said you always you'll fix one thing and then it's like okay it's going to uncover something else that's going on and it's really important for people to know too that we're not perfect no we slip up (laughs) I can't tell you how much chocolate I eat yet like it's good quality chocolate but I still eat a lot of it yeah um, and we all like, actually I can't say we all, but I know I'm still struggling with my own health issues and just mm-hmm. because I'm a practitioner and I could mm-hmm. help other people, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect. No, I'm not um, perfect. yeah. And I definitely have, I still have ways to go in, in a healing journey of my own, mm-hmm. but it just inspires me more to, um, as I help other people to want to make sure I'm continuing to implement what's best for me in my life. Yeah. It could be anything. Because then you share that with people too, right? Mm -hmm. Like once you learn. Because for me, I know a lot of the stuff I share is because I went through it. And I want to share and help other people so they don't have to go through the same lengthy situation I had to to kind of figure out things. It's like wishing you had a you when you were going through it. And being there to support you on your journey. And and shedding some light on some really insightful things that Mm -hmm. perhaps you just you're not aware of no. and it's because you're maybe not surrounded by by it mm-hmm. I know that I wasn't growing up surrounded by it I was on mm-hmm. a lot of antidepressants pain medication I never once addressed my gut health my mom always said I had gut issues right from the start when I was little and I was actually never breastfed I'm a twin um mm-hmm. I was never breastfed so of course I know that there's a from connection the start, right yeah. there mm-hmm. um and again, always needing to have the best grades. I remember my grandfather said to me, I got a 97 in something. And he said to me, well, where's the other 3%? I will never forget wow. it. Yeah. And that's why, again, like adrenal gland stress. On top of being really stressed out in university, yeah. three cups of coffee a day. And it was Starbucks Blonde Roast, which is like their highest caffeine content uh, and it, people think coffee. it's the, the lowest. lowest cause it's the blonde. Yeah. yeah. But actually it's roasted for the least amount of time. Uh, so it has the highest, um, caffeine. caffeine content, but it's like the yeah. lightest tasting, the lightest right? tasting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> yeah. We all have our stories. We all have the, 
how and why we got to where we are today. It all kind of comes together though too, I find. It's so cool to hear people's history and then you're like, okay, it's like a big puzzle almost. Then you're kind of like figuring out, okay, how did this impact this? And yeah. Then, like, it's yeah. interesting. I know. I remember like back to my story when I was lying in bed, I literally felt like I couldn't move because I had tore a disc in my neck. Oh literally my doing nothing. Wow. It was crazy. On it, it could have been from all those heavy textbooks, but like that doesn't happen to most like people. Like a normal healthy yeah. person. Yeah. Um, I was just exhausted. Like, wow. and then it. I remember it like stemmed to other joints and. Wow. It, yeah, it was terrible. It was a really terrible time. But happy to say that my only true like pain problem now is getting really bad inflammation in my knees hours after I work out that's like the biggest thing but otherwise like yeah like I feel great for the most part in terms Mm -hmm. of pain which is phenomenal because there was a period of time where it was like if it's not one joint it's another and it was Mm -hmm. brutal so yeah I just know that I could help especially because I've been there and it's just it's so nice to see people Mm -hmm. feel good because you've helped them yeah Mm -hmm. definitely even just from when I met you in school I feel like I've seen your journey change till now to see how you've improved your health and Mm -hmm. everything which is crazy Mm -hmm. just in that short amount of time yeah so it goes to show how things change Mm -hmm. yeah but even you too like we Mm -hmm. I think we've all kind of found our ways differently Mm -hmm. I think some of us are still finding our ways and our true passions and I think you're always in life you're always yeah yeah. it evolves over Mm -hmm. time and like what I see for myself now I might not be doing right the second Mm -hmm. it might come later down the line i don't know yeah exactly yeah yeah we never know things are always changing yeah (laughs) all right well thank you for coming on rachel i think that's everything for today we've talked a lot about a lot of things yeah i know there's a lot to unpack there yeah take it easy yeah (laughs) (laughs) well share with us where we can find you and what's going on with you yes so you could actually connect with me always virtually that is definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, my handle for Instagram is Livia Wellness. Um, but I also will be at all three of the McEwen grocery stores. So there, I'm kind of all You're over. You're all the place. over, yeah. yeah. People so, can find you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and really, the easiest way is to email me and connect with me, Rachel at LiviaWellness.com, and we can figure out how to proceed. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This oh, was for a coming boatload on. of fun. Yeah, it was fun. All our favorite topics. Yay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you next episode.